It's Loving the Strange with Carrie Jones and Sean Farrar. Loving the Strange, a podcast for weirdos and those who want to be weirder. Embrace the strange. New episodes every Saturday, live streaming Fridays. Loving the Strange. Check us out. Hey, boo. Hey, baby girl. How are you? I'm really proud because I remembered to go live. You did. That was your fastest ever. I know. Before the 27 second mark disappeared. It is a special day in podcasting. Because of that? Yeah. Hey, Dee Harris is here. No! I thought Dee was bowling. You didn't skip bowling to be with us, did you? Uh, Maybe Dee is multitasking. Maybe. Yeah. So... (laughs) Thankfully, D's here, and all is yeah. good with the world. Yay! That's awesome. Don't I, put pressure no, on her, babe. I know, D. You're allowed to do other things. <laughs> you don't have to always just come here for moral support, although we love you for it. Uh, and Fiona's here too. Hey, Fiona, and oh, D hasn't left for bowling yet. She's I got gotcha. you. Just trying to decide um, if she wants to go. Earlier today, I explained to D. That I am the world's worst bowler. And I don't know if Dee truly understood because it's everyone always thinks I'm exaggerating because everyone's always like, I'm the worst bowler ever. Sean, am I truly the worst bowler? I don't know. It's all right. Babe, it's pretty, all right. You're, you're pretty bad. I'm really bad. I'm like yeah. legitimately terrible. And I don't know why. Like, there is a lot of microphone noise coming from your end there. Oh no, I'm sorry. I don't know why, but I was fixing my papers. Oh. <laughs> well now Is it I know better what you mean. It's much it... better. Hundred okay, percent better. I apologize, everyone. D, you should go bowling. D, don't but only if you pressure want to. you. Only yeah. yeah, I'm not trying to pressure you. No, no pressure. But I am legit. I told D that I rarely score over thirty. That's close to being true, I think. I don't know if I – I think the highest I've ever scored bowling is 42, and to make it worse, my mom was, like, one of those, like, I should be a professional bowler people who every single frame, is that what you call it, got yeah, either a strike so. or a spare. She watched bowling on Saturdays at noon. I had to stop watching cartoons at noon because bowling was on. This woman had her own bowling balls, her own bowling shoes, her own bowling bag. She was all about it. And she was so good. That's funny. Yeah, it sucked. A lot of pressure on me. Your lack of depth perception might have something to do with it, hon. I hope so. Like, that's a nice excuse. I only see out of one eye, so I'm hoping that's part of the problem and just not total awkwardness, you know? Sure you know how? Not. All right. So you might not know this, Shani, but in young adult literature, there's a trope where the heroine always sucks at stuff, and she's super clumsy, and she walks yeah. into walls, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And everyone's always like, "That's so unrealistic," and I'm always <laughs> like, "No, that's me." <laughs> I don't have any comment on that. I don't think. You know, it's true. It's okay to admit that it's true. I walk into doors. I walk into the threshold of the door, like the doorway. Uh, uh, thanks, Fiona. Fiona said, if you only see out of one eye, you can't be a bowling pro. <laughs> and John Bell says, I'll teach you that too when you come down. Teaching girls to bowl was my specialty in my early 20s. I'm not sure what that means, but I feel like there's a lot of stories behind that. 
He used to work at a bowling alley. I told you that. I don't remember that, really. Yeah, for a pretty short period of time, I think he was working the like the front desk and stuff. Oh, I feel like John Bell would judge me then, because I'm no, so bad. Mem remember I told... No, never mind. We don't want to talk about that. All right. Dee's also a total klutz, allegedly, and so is Fiona. Maybe we can all bond over being terrible at bowling. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> It's my mom's death anniversary yesterday, which seems like a weird thing to say, but my mom died yesterday a few, like nine years ago. And um, I feel like she'd be very traumatized right now if she was still alive to hear how I'm being so open about sucking at bowling. She's probably just happy we're talking about bowling. Maybe, maybe. Um, she does it. What? I was going to say, finally, something she has an interest in. Yeah, man. So, um, like, <laughs> Fiona said, if you can see out both of eyes, both your eyes and score low, then we can talk. <laughs> and then said, make John put an eye patch on and see how you score against each other. I think we might have to do that. We should film uh, it, too. We need that'd to be go pretty to funny. We're planning on it. I know. We got to go see John Bell. Maybe we can stop and see Dee on the way and go bowling with her, too. <laughs> Dee's like, no, no, don't do that. No. We'll, have our, we'll have our own little bowling tour. That would be so embarrassing for me. <laughs> for who? Me. Oh. <laughs> well, you're the only bowler because I got to run the camera. No, I'll run the camera. All right. No. So, anyways, <laughs> I think my mom would also be – my mom is a very pretty lady, and I think she'd also be really into this topic this week, um, which is the strange things that we do for beauty. Right, Farrar? Yeah. <laughs> I say as I'm wearing a baseball hat because my hair is all wet because I just took a shower and – yeah, we're beautiful people right here living in Maine. But anyways, we're going to talk about it anyway, even though we're not beauty experts. And that's going to be fine, right? It's going to be great. All right. So I thought that maybe um, it's interesting to talk about because the world is kind of obsessed with looking hot, or at least Americans are. Yeah. And hot should be probably spelled H-A-W-T. Um. And so I thought I looked at a couple sources before we get into the weird things and thought maybe we could talk about why. You know sure. what I mean? Like why? Okay. So are you cool with that, Boo? Just tell me what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about beauty. I'm talking I know. About, I'm talking about you, honey. You mean like social perception? Are you talking about like social perception stuff? Here, let me tell you. I'm just going to uh, give you a direct quote. Okay. Okay. So C-I-T-I slash I-O, the website, and I have no idea what those initials stand for, and I don't know how good a source it is, but there you go. That's the source. Link in the podcast notes at carriejonesbooks.blog. They say, in Hollywood films, it is practically a given that female spies will look stunning and female nuclear scientists will be attractive blondes. In this world, beauty is considered to be a to be a people's defining feature. People love to worship celebrities and buy magazines that show their quote, perfect bodies and quote, perfect lives. This feeds an unrealistic expectation of what life is really like. Not everyone is a male or female or neither male, neither sex, gender model with flawless skin. Actually, many magazine photos are touched up by photographers to move blemishes and spots. 
Oh my God. Tell us something we didn't know. So, <laughs> Shani, what? Nothing. Oh my God. We can't have a podcast if you just go nothing. You were, I was thinking about the first time I learned that magazine photos were touched up. Really? Yeah. It was, I was, it was a long time ago, but I felt that was probably kind of old here. And I don't know. It was kind of a simultaneous thing where I figured it out and then. I think somebody confirmed it for me. Was it John Bell? No, I don't think so. I think it was one of my uncles. (laughs) And it had, remember we were just talking about magazines in the bathroom and how you don't see that anymore? All right. So prior to the podcast. Let's talk about makeup. No, (laughs) wait. All right. So prior to the podcast. Sean and I were upstairs in the bathroom off our bedroom, and he was like, why is this Harvard magazine? Oh, my God, that sounds so pretentious. You said it pretentiously, too, and I did not. Trust me, folks. I did not. Oh, that's terrible. Okay, but anyways, there's a Harvard magazine in our bathroom because our our older daughter got it in the mail because she went to Harvard. And so now they send her magazines because I guess that's what happens. Anyways, and I brought it upstairs into the bathroom. And Sean was like, why is there this Harvard magazine in the bathroom? And I was like, because I brought it up here. And he was like, no, you're supposed to, like, only use your phone in the bathroom. Did you use your fo- lose your phone? I was like, no. And then he said, do you remember, like, back in the Stone Ages when you used to go over other people's into other people's houses? I know, like in other people's houses. And then you'd go in there. My nose is all itchy. I feel like I'm like a Trump and I have Coke issues. But like, so you remember like when you used to go into other people's houses and you see all the magazines there and sometimes those were dirty magazines. And I was like, what? (laughs) It's true. No, that never happened. I never went well, in somebody else's house and saw, except when I was <laughs> babysitting people who are that, very, very famous now. There you go. But regardless, but of it wasn't the type, in their bathroom. Regardless of the type of magazine, do you remember magazines being in bathrooms? Yes, it was always Reader's Digest and Yankee Magazine up here. Oh, there was plenty. Well, no, Yankee. No Yankee magazine, but plenty of Reader's Digest. Those are the older folks. <laughs> yeah, it was Reader's Digest, Yankee magazine, People, and sometimes the Farmer, Farmer's Almanac, which isn't a real magazine. It's like a booklet. Yeah, but That's we had New a, England. We had a, like, a lot of late teenagers, early 20s adults in the houses I lived in when I was younger. So, And they just had their naughty magazines in the bathroom? Yeah. It'd be like, okay. Come from different worlds. It'd be like, Peterson's Outdoors, uh, Four Wheel Drive. Oh, there it is. (laughs) We totally come from different worlds. I'm like, well, in some of the more pretentious houses, they had Poetry Magazine, the Below Poetry Journal. Then they had National Geographic, which is almost occasionally dirty. And like, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, Peterson's. Playgirl. Yeah, no. Have you no. noticed nobody's commenting anymore? Yeah. They all st- <laughs> I, I, was, I was waiting for you to get done talking so I could say that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's talk about <clears throat> beauty. We got a little astray there. And we always do. We're tangenty people. Fiona said National Geographic is, quote, art. Oh, it's all art. 
It's all right. <laughs> Should I tell my story about when I went to the convenience store that my friend was working at? Oh, is that, no. Is that too graphic? Okay. That doesn't mm-hmm. have anything to do with be- <laughs> weird kind of does. It kind of vaguely does. <laughs> uh, I could make it have to do with it. You said they didn't have magazines in their bathroom growing up. You know why? Because it's unsanitary. That's why, G. <laughs> well, you know, it kind of is. It's super but... true. It's like people who don't use washcloths. <laughs> you know, I don't even know if social etiquette was like, it's cool for a visitor to look through our magazines or not, but <laughs> I always did. Maybe. <laughs> all right anyways i'm gonna give you one more quote about beauty and then we're gonna talk about it all right you ready uh, uh-huh. I'm ready. all right all right so that um in a 2006 article this is my reading voice in a 2006 article examining a society obsessed with appearance katherine masterson writes ready ready for the direct quote okay last year americans spent 9.4 billion dollars on cosmetic surgery according to the american society of plastic surgeons more than 10 million cosmetic procedures were performed in 2005 which is like 16 years ago so that's super old including 3.8 million botox injections cosmetic surgery is so common it has branched over to entertainment a host of plastic surgery shows including extreme makeover Dr. 90210 and The Swan allow us to watch the unattractive or those who simply feel that way pursue an ideal of physical attractiveness. Why are you that, laughing? I'm laughing because that's a horrible friggin' name for a show, The Swan. Dr. Swan. It's not Dr. Swan. It's Swan. Swan. Right. I don't it's remember like, that. I've Does never that seen exist? it. But just what it implies is horrible. You go from an ugly duckling to a swan. Via plastic surgery. And then your life is amazing. That's what it's saying. Fiona Fiona apparently remembers the swan because in chat they said, oh, my God, the swan. I totally forgot about that show, LOL. (laughs) I never saw it. Apparently Fiona has. I know. I know. Oh, D has too. D said I used to watch such swan. That show was horrible. I bet it was. Just the name makes me feel like it's horrible. It's, It's a really pretty funny name. Do you want to talk about things people do for beauty day? All mine are pretty old, actually, like ancient. I hope that's okay. That's all right. But I have an, I'll start off with what I thought was a very interesting one. Shay, all right, you know, all right. What's that show? Bridgerton. You watch a show like that? Yeah. You know how the adorable, you know how sometimes so plotty. Yeah. Sometimes the wigs. I don't know what you call them. Are really t- tall conical I have stuff about this too you do yes I'll you go. Yeah, you go. <laughs> so the, those were fashioned out of like wood and wire and stuff yeah but, and then they would stuff them with cotton or wool or straw the frame to fill it out mm-hmm. and then they would wrap hair around the very outside so that it looked like it was just a big giant ice cream upside down cone of hair right Right. But then they would take beef lard or uh, bear grease a lot of the times to hold everything in place. So, so the right. whole thing would be covered with fat. That's right. And then Dude. what would happen? Well, all kinds of things from bugs and lice to uh, 
catching yourself on fire. <laughs> yeah, but what about the rats? Oh, I didn't read about no rats in my article. Oh. All right, ready? Are Did they ready? live in there? Yeah. So they would take off their wigs, right, at night or whenever, when they weren't yeah. trying to be all sexy hot, right? Um, and they would put them out there. And because of that lard, right, the rats yeah. were attracted to lard. Yeah. I kind of feel like we Did would they... be a good symbol for this. Like, you're the rat, I'm the lard, you're attracted to me. But whatever. Like. Wow. I can't I know. believe you said that. I'm feeling so self-deprecating. You're going right, right Anyways, off the rails. I'm all right off the rails. Anyway, you're not so, hard, but I am attracted to you. And you're no rat, baby. And you're I so like much to nibble on you a little bit. Okay, that was crossing the line. Yeah. I could have got worse. But that's I know. Right. I know. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, those rats, right? Yeah. They were like, ooh, lard. Ooh, I want me some lard, right? And so they'd sneak over and go into the wigs and they'd start eating them and like messing them all up, et cetera, et cetera, right? And they'd be like, be like hey, brunch. We've got a wig here. Let's have a little <laughs> snack, right? And so um, they'd be like, where's the crudités? Oh, there it is, the hair. And so they'd go in, they'd make a big mess out of the hair, right? Cause they'd be like focusing on the, on the lard. And that's why people created these things called um, like wig cages, I think. But it's also where the term rat's nest comes from. Oh. Like did your mama ever be like, Oh honey, you got to put your, a brush through your hair. Cause it's a rat's nest. My mom said that to me all the time. That's where that term comes from. Might have heard that a couple times, but yeah. So people heard. wore rat-infested, bug-infested, large-smelling wigs, all for the name of beauty. And Fiona said, "Oh my God, balls must have been really stinky." <laughs> yes. I don't know. Some of the I didn't see any cures for stinky balls, but the men have some. The men have some pretty stupid ones too. We did have that sponsor for the podcast once. Remember? Oh yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. like a anti-stinky scrotum. Yeah, a whole line of men's fem uh, not <laughs> men's <laughs> hygiene products. Yeah, yeah, man. All right. Anyways, there you go. Oh, large hair. <laughs> Wait, Fiona's what? last one. She meant stinky balls, as in she meant stinky balls, as in stinky dances. <laughs> yeah, is that not what you thought? No, because you're the one that said men's hygiene products. That's because of what you said. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I got to start acting smart like you do all the time. I, I, it's all an act. <laughs> hey, go ahead with one of your beauty tricks. Oh, I get maybe. to go? I'm afraid of making the noise of crinkling paper. I'll tell you when it's bad. All right. Mine's very tame. I'm going to go with a tame one first, right? Okay. So right now, despite the fact that we all know about skin cancer, people still go tanning. And some of us spray tan, not me, but in our attempt to have a tan, which I guess we think makes us more attractive, right? But in the world, in World War II, because um, this is kind of related, but kind of not. <laughs> in World War II, people would spray paint their legs because there was a nylon pantyhose shortage. Really? 
Yeah. So they'd like all line up and go out with their friends and be like, hey, Marge, or whatever 1942 names women had back then. Um, like, and they'd spray paint their legs. Why? I've never in heard the of hopes that. of pretending that it looked like pantyhose. That's amazing. And, yeah. And then there was the opposite of tanning, right? Which yeah. is being as whitey white as you could possibly be so in europe during the horrible horrible middle ages right there was this thing to have as pale skin because if you weren't pale it meant you went outside and did actual work or labor Uh. and you weren't aristocratic (laughs) right you weren't no noble and like you were a peasant basically like to not have super pale skin meant that you weren't super wealthy horror of horror everybody needed to be super wealthy right um so they would like do everything they possibly could to get pale skin and i think you have some of those but like one of the things was like people would put leeches on themselves to try to bleed out so they'd get paler and look more like a vampire and that was considered (laughs) h-a-w-t hot but it actually worked Oh, Fiona said tanning's actually class related. Back in the day, if you were rich, you would avoid the sun at all costs because if you were tanned, it meant you worked outside, aka the fields. Now tanning's a sign of wealth because it means you have sufficient money to have the leisure time to hang out in the sun a lot. Boom. Exactly. That's just what Look you at said, how classes, basically. Yeah, but it still happens now. And that was a brilliant insight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fiona, Classism. Fiona. Fiona, I'm going to have to ask you to stop stealing subject matter before we get a chance to say it, please. (laughs) (laughs) She's too smart. Uh, Johnny, say it too. So Fiona also said they didn't, didn't they also powder with arsenic? uh, Do you know about this? Yeah, I got that somewhere. (laughs) Oh my God. But I don't know where. Honey. I hadn't gotten there yet in my notes. Oh, I can hear you turning paper. See, it's bad, isn't it? It's terrible. You know what? I might have I might have missed the arsenic one. What? Like, I, I mean, I, I might have looked on it on another site and just didn't get it off. You know what I mean? But I have a good one that you'd appreciate. I would love to hear it. So ancient Romans used urine. Oh, is this from the Portuguese? As mouth. Well, don't try to steal my thunder. I'm gonna walk off stage. Everybody stealing my thunder. Ancient Romans used urine as as mouthwash to make their breath smell better. They did believe that Portuguese urine was the best. Because it is. The highest quality. It is. (laughs) And urine does contain ammonia, which is a natural cleaning agent. And if they didn't brush... It's the best pee. (laughs) If they didn't brush their teeth, urine might smell better than their breath. (laughs) can you imagine like people being like hey i need a portuguese bladder to make my mouth wash (laughs) maybe it was a paying gig maybe you could sell it oh my gosh i bet you could i don't know because you know you can't you can't like threaten a guy's life for his fee because once you kill him you've killed you know killed the cow so to speak can, can you imagine like like I can see like my whole family them being like hey are you Fritas's are you Fritas's are you Paleros come here come here can you be right here into this cup I need to use it later for mouthwash so I can get jiggy with my husband like hey 
That's funny. <laughs> it's so true, though. My whole family would be like, boom, give it. Yeah, we'll be in anything. Give us the money. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. Portuguese wanna, people, we're cool like that. I want to bring something to your attention. Yeah. So on seven twenty at, at seven twenty one on the comments, Fiona said, "I'll stop talking now." <laughs> and you were talking, so I was going to say, when you were done, will you please tell Fiona not to stop talking? No, but, never. But at seven twenty three, she was right back at it. So. <laughs> Fiona's brilliant. <laughs> Fiona at seven twenty three said, "From some website, Renaissance noblewoman wore makeup containing white lead ore, vinegar, arsenic." hydroxide and carbonate applied to the face over egg whites. And I'm sorry, but that's not going to work unless you add in some Portuguese urine. That's right. <laughs> we need just... to go back in time and tell them. You know, I don't know what lead looks like, I guess, in its, <laughs> in its, <laughs> in its rawest form, but they used that a lot for makeup back then, didn't they? They did. Um, yeah. Fiona said something very funny that was, you could use your urine to tan leather. No, she you said could. you could sell it. Well, that too. I pee a lot there. How do we, where, can you send us a link for that? Baby, you're not Portuguese. You can't oh, tell. crap. I can't tan nothing. <laughs> Look at my skin. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, what were you just talking about? I got lost because I was laughing too much. I was talking about how much people put lead on their faces back in yeah, ancient civilization. It must yeah. have, well, it had a paling quality like you were talking about. But there was also a there was also a red a red lead that they would use to achieve a rosy glow, <laughs> you know. But they use lotions made of white lead for basically yeah. like concealer and stuff, and also as to make their whole face look more pale. That's so wild, so wild, man. And a lot of them died from lead poisoning. <laughs> Yeah, Fiona just said at the same time as you wrote that, said that. I wonder if that had anything to do with our mortality rates. Yeah. Hmm. Exactly. Let's talk about something not deadly. Oh, my word. All, All right. right. One time when we were at a hotel in Seattle, I didn't log out of my laptop. And when I came back, I had a alert from Amazon that said <laughs> we found a suspicious delivery did, or a request or purchase. order yeah. purchase. Did you really purchase this, Carrie Jones? And it was like a butt implant lift patty thing to make your bum bum have some contour in your pants. And to be fair, I need that because no, I don't, don't really have, I don't have butt. I don't have butt. I don't don't have butt. We, we just got to admit that I don't have butt. And I, it's not very sexy. I have the least sexy butt in the world. Are you it, saying this stuff just so I have to refute you? It's no, just don't sexy, talk about it. It's the don't sexiest talk about it. butt ever. It is truly not the sexiest butt ever. He's yeah, just being is. a very, very kind man. No. And so it is. I have a butt that is not in fashion right now. Like, yeah, maybe it was in fashion in the 80s. Like when everybody wanted to have a flat, non-existent butt and no hips, that was all right. But not now. Not now in the land of Cardassians. So anyways, Amazon was like, what? 
what are you doing? And it was being sent to this woman's house. And where was it? Like the Chicago area? I can't, or Colorado. Yeah, I, I can't remember. remember. Yeah. yeah. So, but implants and pretending that are brought but prosthetics is something that people do now in an attempt to be more beautiful and fashionable because we feel uncomfortable about the size or lack of butt and then in the male land of male version butt things yeah. we have throughout history the cod piece where basically uh. it looks like you have a giant kielbasa in your pants or your leotard or under your kilt and you, they now have like pectoralis implants too like they have like these things to make you look like you have pecs man dude yeah. I, can i tell a story because it just happened the other day remember when i went to home depot and i had to return that stuff for some guy and do i know this story I went to Home Depot to return stuff for one of my customers. Remember? Yeah, but I don't know if I know the no, story. I haven't told you the story. I forgot all about it. How could you so, not tell me something, baby? Because I forgot all about it until you missed mm. a cod piece. Oh, my God. You, what is this story? You know I have pretty good, like, okay, that person seems a little strange radar, right? So mm. when I was still getting my last return item out of my truck in the parking lot, because I was parked right in front of the store because they were large, mm. this guy walks by and he's He's got like nice jeans on and a, and a nice motorcycle style jacket. And he's Were just. Were you jelly? Were you no, jealous of him? No, he's just like his body movements and stuff struck me as odd. Okay. So I brought my thing in, went to the customer service counter, and I'm like this far away, like from me to my computer talking to the woman because they've already helped me. So they just got to credit me and stuff. And he walks to the other side, but he's standing like six feet back. Yeah. And he's talking to the female. And I, I like corner my eye, I see like he's got this weird pose going on. And I turned to look at him. Okay. And he had the I don't know what he had put in his pants, but I'm like, Hi. dude, that does not even look like a penis. What are you doing? No, because that was his body posture that caught my eye. And he but he was like hip thrust out. Can you see this? You know what he I mean? He was pelvic forward, pelvic forward. Yeah. yeah. He was proud. He was proud of his kill But it was so obviously fake. <laughs> no, seriously, it was. Maybe he'd been double dog dared. Uh, maybe, because that's how blatant it was. <laughs> like, really. Did you seriously. stare really overlongly, like, so it was uncomfortable? No, he probably would have thought I was interested. He that's seemed like okay. He seemed like the type that, you know... It was all about being noticed rather than who noticed, who's noticing you. So <laughs> it, it wasn't quite. <laughs> no, no. I'm gonna start laughing. It wasn't the size. I mean, it was the it was the size, but it was the shape. It was like a. You know what it was? It was like he took a bag of our grits because it had that sort of bag shape. We have it. Carolina gold grits. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, move, let's move on, but it was just wrong. John Bell said can of pork and beans. <laughs> yeah, he got your attention, right? Uh, yeah, if that's what he was after, uh, he was going to get more. <laughs> Not for me, but a lot of people, I mean. There's a there's a story, my favorite story about Shawnee it, um, and grabbing random people's attention is one time he was walking in the um, grocery store parking lot. I never tell the story correctly. And there was this guy, a couple of guys, and there were obviously a couple, according to Sean. I, I think you already told the story. All right, never mind. 
<laughs> I'm serious. You might as well finish it now. Just finish it now and then we'll move on. And Sean, and it's just about like how you randomly grab attention. So Sean is a very tall man, like really tall for our part of the world. Um, he's like 21 light bulbs said John Bell. John Bell, we don't want to know all the things that can get stuffed down a pan. <laughs> or maybe we do. I don't know. But you seem to know a lot about it. So anyways, so Shani's walking through this parking lot and these two guys are there. And one of the guys is a little shorter. They're a little older than us, I think. Um, yeah. And he's just staring at Sean. Just staring. And like watching him walk by. Like the whole head moving watching right and then he goes wow <laughs> that's back when i used to be able to get a haircut at the barber shop <laughs> you couldn't see the top of your head you're too tall <laughs> and like that story kills me because sean's like guess what happened guess what happened when he came home and he remembered to tell me that one um but it's also <laughs> so cute and adorable because like you know you never know when you're gonna attract somebody else's attention like we all are so hard on ourselves and our perceived lack of beauty or perceived lack of um hey i don't look like um Chris Hemsworth and Thor, or hey, I don't look like Zoe Dashanel, or whatever, you know, like, or hey, I don't look like Beyonce. <laughs> I wish I looked like Beyonce, but whatever, it's okay. Um, because there's, it, you don't have to be perfect to be beautiful. And that's like so important. That's my moral lesson of the podcast. Don't yeah. have to be perfect to be beautiful. And it's so bizarre how fixated we are on physical beauty, right? Apparently, gay men always are gravitated to Shawnee. Ask him about the keys, according to John Bell. And I believe that's probably true. Sean's a hot guy. John Bell, when we get together, I'm going to tell you about how every lady who works at a gas station has the hots for Sean. <laughs> Every single friggin' lady, uh, they're like drooling over him. And it's so hard, cause I'm like, what? That's not what I see. That's because you're blind. <laughs> you don't have the perception of realizing how adorable you are. Just how being, adorable. They're just being friendly and professionally courteous. Holy hell no. Holy hell. <laughs> I can't tell you how many gas stations I've gone into him, with him with like a Circle K or an Irving, which is what we have up here. And suddenly, and like these ladies just glare at me because they realize he's taken by someone <laughs> as dorky as me. You're not dorky, baby. Totally dorky. All right. Let's go back to beauty trends. <laughs> <laughs> we made Sean uncomfortable. How'd you do that? Because we talked about how cute you are. Um, yeah, maybe a little bit. Me and John, John and I, we're like, mm-hmm, Shawnee to hottie. <laughs> I don't know if John thinks so. I'm sure he does. Anyways, uh, crap. So there was this thing called a hobble skirt. Have you ever heard of that, Sean? <laughs> a hobble skirt? Yes. So you Can know I how, like, when... Okay, Go yeah, ahead. yes. No, no, you guess. No, no guess. My, mine's horrible. I was thinking it was like a 
like what do you call it? Like a pencil skirt, like really tight, so they're like women couldn't walk at all. Like Dude, you're feet. so close. You're yeah. this is why you're attractive because you're so smart. Uh, so a hobble skirt is kind of like a reaction to the corset. They're like, how can we make that shape without making breaking women's ribs and making them pass out? And they said, Oh, we'll make it so they can't walk. So they created these skirts <laughs> that were so tight that their legs were almost like bound together and they'd just yeah. be like walking like, like that and they'd be hobbling around. The hobble skirt. <laughs> so that by that pretty much makes your midsection look larger. Is that what they're trying for with hoop skirts? Like your hip area? No, your butt looks bigger. Oh. So you've got that hourglass silu silhouette, right? But uh, your like whoop. waist looks really <clears throat> tiny, just like yeah. your corset. Yeah. Gotcha. A hobble skirt. You've got something I today. Have, I, I sure have. I have corsets on my list, but. Everybody knows about corsets, right? I don't know about the stories about the Kias, and that's what I really want to know right now. Oh, that's a simple story. Uh, um, how about no hair? No hair? Yeah. Did you learn about how um, back in the like 1300s in Europe, because yes. all the great fashion came from Europe. Of course it um, did. They plucked a lot of their hair out of the top of their head because they believed that oval shape was like the most attractive shape. And so they would pluck all this hair out of their hairline. So like for you, like at the top of your head, you'd have to pluck all of that out. I don't know why they didn't shave it. They plucked it. Right. And then... They're like, oh, that's not good enough. Let's also pluck our eyebrows so that their eyebrows were like these tiny, thin lines. And then um, and then it had to stop because the church said, stop. stop. <laughs> really? We're making this a mortal sin. You are no longer allowed to pluck all the hair off the top of your head and your eyebrows. I'm huh. not sure why the church thought it was a mortal sin, but it's not of me to think about the ways of God. So, yeah, they did. I had that same thing. But it said they were, in mine, it said they were trying to emulate Queen Elizabeth the first. Yeah, because she had Because she had barely visible eyebrows and a really high forehead. Did you read about her teeth? No. Would you like to hear about Queen Elizabeth's teeth? I would love to. Since right, I so can't see pictures of them. <laughs> I don't think you'd want to. Honestly. That's what I mean. <laughs> so you know how like right now, like white teeth are like a big deal thing in our culture. Like there, I have a sibling who I cannot mention by name or gender because they always threaten to sue me if I do because they're a narcissist and a control freak. But I have a sibling whose teeth are so obviously like Hollywood bleach dyed. Maybe they're dentures. I don't know. They're a lot older <laughs> than I am. And they look completely not natural do you know what yeah, i mean yeah and that's kind of like what's go like what's cool right now you know you want those hollywood teeth like those bright shiny teeth as indicators of health right sean <laughs> we don't need to see that <laughs> for those of you who are only listening sean just showed everyone his teeth um anyways, i was looking at myself i'm sorry <laughs> okay that, that's that's for <laughs> hold on let me just go wow oh thanks baby um, and so anyways, um, Queen Elizabeth did not have those pearly white teeth 
because Queen Elizabeth, allegedly, she can't sue us because she's dead, but allegedly was super addicted to sugar, right? Oh. And that sugar was only available to people who were super wealthy back then, right? It was like a yeah. treat. Kind of like it is now, but mass-produced treats, and so we all have obesity issues. But whatever, and blood sugar issues. But whatever, back then, only the super wealthy got to have sugar. And so her teeth rotted out and got black, right? Yeah. And so then everybody else, like all the other ladies of the time were like, we want to have nasty teeth too so that we can appear rich. And so they would blacken their teeth <laughs> to look wealthy and pretend that they're eating tons of expensive sugar just like the queen. And in Japan, there was a different variant of that, right? Um, they used a uh, liqueur, lacquer, sorry, made from, oh, I need to look it up. I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, vinegar, I think. They dissolved iron and vinegar. Mm -hmm. And um, at first, like, the people who were doing it were, like, military commanders, daughters and stuff. And they, like, put it all over their teeth. And then eventually, um, aristocrats, all of them did it. And then eventually, like, the commoners would do it when they had a special event. And so everybody had these black teeth, right? And it turned out, because it's Japan and not England, I guess, no offense, England, like, that actually helped protect their teeth. <laughs> but it's so funny to try to imagine like black teeth being like the cool hot beauty thing you know it's so subjective <laughs> what that is subjective yeah. how things change like that too yeah like, you know? Sheesh. and they're still like you know how people have like these grills like yeah. super fancy grills. Like yeah. they had that, I think, in ancient Mayan times too. What they, they had these um, gems. Like oh. they'd have these inlays, but in order to keep them in their mouth, they'd drill holes into their actual teeth. Wow. Which sounds so painful. Doesn't um, it? Yeah. And then they like have like the fanciest people, I think like royalty would have jade, but everybody else would have just regular jewel grids. Huh. That's started. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That must have sucked because they were probably drilling by hand, like spinning. A, you know what I mean? Yeah. Liz Graves said, Oh, I hope they were. I was hoping they were made of corn because that sounds yummy. <laughs> You'd always be eating your teeth, Liz. Like, you'd have to refresh it all the time. I have, I have one that's kind of horrible. Is it gross horrible? Oh no, is it no. Painful horrible or is it cod piece horrible? It could it could cause blindness horrible. Oh, that's horrible. But it's Victorian women used to put deadly nightshade into their eyes to dilate their pupils. Like Belladonna. Is that nightshade or the same thing? Does it do the same I think, thing? I, think I don't know. Similar, yeah. 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 Oh what? That's nasty. But it would make your pupils bigger and make your eyes all watery. So they, they were trying to play the part of the damsel in distress, basically, you know? It's because they didn't have Snapchat filters. <laughs> <laughs> they just want to look like doe-eyed, innocent yeah. women that needed a man to rescue them. 
please rescue me. <laughs> That's why I try to rescue you every time you cut onions, baby. Has <laughs> the same effect. They could have just cut onions and not poisoned themselves and gone blind, but no. no. <laughs> Put Fiona's thing up there. That's funny. Fiona, <laughs> who is brilliant, said to dilate their pupils. No f. If they had belladonna in their eyes, they were damsels in distress. <laughs> so true, wise one. So true. I feel like Fiona and Liz would be good friends. I feel like they should meet off of the podcast, honestly. Probably, but I don't know. Okay. Hey, was it Fiona that mentioned the arsenic? Yes. For using it as makeup? Yes. Because I have one that says that once again in Victorian women (laughs) used to actually bathe in it. And arsenic? Yeah. Like I don't know if it was mixed in water or what. It doesn't say, unfortunately. But it would make it would give it would it would give them the appearance of having milky white skin. Oh, it's all that white skin garbage again, man. But obviously, that also poisoned them. So <laughs> they deserve it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All you dead ghosties, don't come get me. Oh my god. Do you think Epsom salts are the new arsenic? Are those bath bombs things like the new bath bombs, like, baby? But not Epsom salts. That's like, like a, a miracle cure. In like three hundred years, are they gonna be like, oh, the people in the twenty twenties with their bath bombs and then Epsom salts? Wow. <laughs> what were they thinking? Didn't they know that was toxic? <laughs> All right, I want to talk about the unibrow. Oh, is that a trend? Did you ever hear about the unibrow? Woo, that's my lack of unibrow. Um, so I know yes. I know what a unibrow is. Okay, so I, th- I think <laughs> so. A unibrow, you know, like Bert and Ernie didn't one of them have a unibrow? Yeah, but I don't know which one. I think maybe Bert and Ernie. <laughs> okay, anyways, so the unibrow is when you have one continuous eyebrow across your face, right? Yeah. All right. So untouched eyebrows were not a thing in ancient Greece, except they kind of also were. So what they if you like had these eyebrows touching, yeah, it meant that you were pure. And beautiful uh. and brilliant. So allegedly, the DNA that gives you a unibrow back in ancient Greece, before they really knew about DNA, also carried the "you're brilliant" gene. And so, like all women, wanted to have a unibrow. So if you were like me, like I would have to do like so much work in order to get that unibrow, right? Because I barely have eyebrows at all. That's a lot of implants, baby. Yeah, I know. And so, since they didn't have the implant technology back then, hun, I've got to say that you would have to work pretty hard for that unibrow, too. Hey, these are untouched right here. But they're not touching either, so. <laughs> so, basically, everyone, everybody wanted to have a unibrow because they wanted to be a beautiful smarty pants because who doesn't want to be a beautiful smarty pants, right? And so what they would do, 
And they would go to great lengths to get that look, right? Right? So what they would do is they would take goat hair and weave it together. And then they would paste it onto their forehead. Like these fake eyebrows of goat hair. Goat hair? And you know how they would stick it on? I was going to say, what they use for paste? Lead? <laughs> no, not lead, nor arsenic, nor lard. No rats reading. No rats. Yes! Did you look ahead? Did you no, cheat somewhere? No, you started to say it. Oh, you said, man. You said tree. <laughs> tree resin. Tree resin. Yeah. And like. I've got to tell you that as a man who can't handle like getting maple syrup on your fingers, I don't think you would have dealt with that very well. No, God, <laughs> I wouldn't. But you know what I just realized during this whole brow conversation? What? That if you don't have a natural oh unibrow, yeah. if you don't, if you don't have a natural unibrow and you make one, you're going to end up with a flying seagull picture on your face. You know what? With the two, the two, because your eyebrows naturally arch down, so it's kind of—you know how you draw a seagull on paper? It's just like swoosh, swoosh. Yeah, it's like that. Oh, yeah, I can so draw one here. That's what you have on your face, swoosh, swoosh. That's right. I'm never gonna have a unibrow because I don't want a seagull. <laughs> That's because you don't want to be a beautiful smarty pants. Here's my seagull. Oh, you can't see because of the light. No, we can't see. Oh, there it is. Oh, it's a seagull. That's a fancy seagull. Seagull? Seagull. It's a seagull, man. Liz said, that's got to be on the list of possible future book titles. Who doesn't want to be a beautiful smarty pants? Liz, I think that's a self-help book that's going to be an instant (laughs) bestseller, honestly. Sounds that way. Holy crudoli. Like, that is brilliant. (laughs) I'm going to have to give Liz a take if I write this self-help book. Because that's right. That's, that's good. Susan Ann said, I know what my next Halloween costume will be. Ancient Greece, here I come. Because <laughs> <laughs> she really wants to try out the goat hair. You, you know you want to, Sean. I'll make it for you. We'll go find a goat somewhere, <laughs> maybe in Lemoyne, Maine, and we'll, like, get Just you. Just grab a handful and run? Or <laughs> yeah. I think we just, we'll just go to one of the fairs this summer and pick some up off the if ground. If they have fairs, we could totally do that. Liz says, unless you're worried about something and then you'd have too many swooshes. That's very true, Liz. That's right. Too many swooshes also sounds like a pretty good book. Too many swooshes? Yeah, too many swooshes. <laughs> All right. What else you got, baby? Me? I yeah. just did the amazing goat hair I've been unibrow. Doing, I've been doing all the talking here. Do you know what else Victorian women used to do? This is more like a crapping on Victorian women. Yeah, just stop it, man. They used to purposely ingest tapeworms. Oh, I knew that. And I they think lost... some people still do that, honey. They They lost weight quickly. Yeah, but at least nowadays they could probably just give you a, a really healthy pill that just kills it and then it comes out, right? But they had to take. Do I want to know what happens? I feel oh, like this they, is going to no, be gross. They, they used a special device to get it out, but it had to go through the digestive tract, so it often choked the patients to death. Oh, no. 
Yeah. That's nasty. Do you know that side effects of of um, having a tapeworm diet, which is what I'm going to call it now, the, the tapeworm diet? Yeah. Um, some of them are meningitis and epilepsy because you know what? It's okay if you have epilepsy or meningitis as long as you're skinny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. Fiona bagged me up and said they'd still do it today. And yes, then I said saw at that. least they weren't heavy for the pallbearers. <laughs> Fiona, that's dark. <laughs> so dark. Very true, though. <laughs> oh, my word. Oh, man. <laughs> Actually, if you knew somebody was going to pass in the near future and they were quite large, you could just uh, slip them a couple tapeworms on the down low. No, no, no. <laughs> Make it easier to carry them. Yeah. <laughs> you are so selfish. So they lose weight during their last days. All right. Did you know that people currently do snail facials? Like they put the slime from live snails and the snails like go on your face and they spread the mucus all around? Why? Because it feels good. And they've been doing that since like ancient Greece. And they still do it today. It feels good? Or is there Apparently, actually supposed to be another health or beauty benefit? It's, there's a, supposed to be a health and beauty benefit, but I don't know what it is. Oh. And there's also a thing, speaking of like bugs and little creatures. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know how to say this word because I'm not intelligent enough. But I think it's apotherapy. Yeah. And it like it's all the things that come from bees, and that includes the venom from bees. Yeah, and like so, like and also people go to apotherapy to get rid of their fear of bees, and like they can get covered with bees. Yeah, and it's supposed to be therapeutic and helpful. Is it? I, <laughs> I mean, what if you have a fear? Of Fear of bees, that seems really intense. <laughs> I don't know. And some people think that they get more beautiful by doing things like a snake massage. Yeah. I, I think you'd be into this, Sean, because you like the snake. Uh, I'm into snake massages. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh! No doubt about that. Oh, I didn't realize how naughty that was. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> you're going to get banned. From by whom? From what? Facebook. That, there's no naughty. <laughs> So, anyways, there's a place called the Barak's Carnivorous Plant Farm and Spa. It's in Israel, and they have massage services that like have like six snakes slithering all around your body, and it's supposed to give you this full body massage, which makes you feel more relaxed and have less migraines and less sore muscles, and therefore make you prettier. <laughs> Guess what? What? We got to do that all over again. Why? Because Fiona missed the naughty bit. Oh, I'm not doing that naughty bit again. Come on, baby. Just oh, no. Little... You can private message Fiona and tell her what the naughty bit No! <laughs> so oh. Suzanne said, what? Okay, wait. What? What, Ferrar? No, I was going to say she could just listen to the podcast again. Oh, that's true. Zip up to like the woman. start at the 45 minute mark. <laughs> Suzanne said Victorians also tried to cure syphilis with mercury. I learned this at the Hot Springs Museum at Hot Springs, Arkansas National Park. <laughs> really? 
Mercury? Yeah, I think I've heard that before, too. Really? I wonder what killed them first, the mercury or the syphilis. I don't know. I think that they also used to wear wigs and weird things on top of their head to kind of hide the rotting smell of syphilis and attempt to still uh, look beautiful and maybe spread the syphilis more. I don't know. But I probably, think I saw that They probably didn't somewhere. even know how it spread it. How it spread it. They probably didn't even know how it spread. <laughs> Sorry. We're such an intellectual podcast. Oh my god. This is why I'm not a professor anywhere. I know. This podcast. I said it, not you. <sighs> okay. So Cheryl said, my brain's slow. I was wondering what was dirty about the snake massage head <laughs> Cheryl, you're just beautiful and innocent, and you're not married to Sean. That's all. Um, Fiona said, are the snakes venomous? Because that would make it more exciting. It would. It would. Definitely. Do you have any other ideas, crazy things people do for beauty before we end, honey? Because it's an hour. We're being an hour in this Joyous, um, joyous podcast. We didn't say too much about beauty, really. Yeah, uh, we did. We said all the things people do for beauty in the beginning. We talked about how it's such an industry and people make money off of beauty. And then we also talked about how we often don't feel like we're beautiful, but then people will go, wow, in the parking lot when we walk by. I know. It's just that's why I tell that's why I always tell people to be nice to each other. <laughs> I got one more for you. Oh, in, thank God. In All ancient right. Greece, Hippocrates. Hippocrates. How to say it? I started off wrong, <laughs> then I finished. Hippocrates <laughs> created a mixture of cumin, pigeon droppings, horseradish. I was and, in with a cumin. <laughs> yeah, they put that's the best ingredient. That's why they put it first, except yeah. for horseradish. Cumin. I don't know. The penguin poop is probably the best ingredient. It's pigeon. I'm sorry. Cumin. I like penguin better. I'm all job. with penguin. <laughs> sorry. You're a horrible co-host. I know. Cumin. I'm so sorry. Cumin, pigeon droppings, horseradish, and nettles. As a mixture to try to cure baldness. Wait, so they 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 would the they would rub it on their head, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> even before that, even before that, in ancient Egypt, men blended iron oxide, lead again, onions, honey, alabaster, and fat from various animals for the same reason. Neither one worked. <laughs> So. Oh, it was like an early Rogaine? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It probably worked good with the ladies, too, both of them. Oh, wow. You're so sexy. You smell like pigeon poop. Yeah. And cumin. <laughs> Is cumin the, the one that turns everything orange? No, that's turmeric. Or oh, turmeric. yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's cumin turmeric. is like the one that, that you love. I love my favorite. My favorite spice. Yeah. I'm addicted to the cumin. <laughs> I would rub cumin into my face if I could. <laughs> right after a snake massage. Like after the snake. After I did, like, you know, I plucked all my hair out up here to make sure I had a perfect oval face. 
God. I would never do that with this chin. Like I'd never get, I'd be so horribly, heinously ugly. <sighs> ah. <sighs> I love you, Carrie Elizabeth. <laughs> I love you too, Shawnee, but I'm a little worried about why you just said that then. Um, Because I, I slid another joke in there and nobody, not one soul got it. What was it? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not even going to say. It's like, a, it's like a, we don't know how to say it, Liz. We just don't know. We're not cultured. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Fiona, you are right. It was cumin related. I don't. <laughs> Anyways. You're going to have to tell me later. I w <laughs> oh, we don't have to worry about censors. <laughs> it's in there now. It's not bad. It's, it's, it's like. One of those books that people write the treasure hunt books, except this is a verbal treasure <laughs> hunt. No. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to win the prize. Uh, all right. David, do you want to wrap it up and say something wise about, like, beauty doesn't matter and it's in the eye of the beholder or, no, I hey, think it's all just about reproduction and that shouldn't define us or something? I, I like, was just thinking about eye of the beholder the other day. And I was yeah. like, that, that, that's Another like. Another good eye name for a book title. I have the Beholder. Yeah, it could be. But is it really a good thing or is it a bad thing, I have the Beholder? To it me, sounds it's, like it's, a thriller. No, not for a book. For to, to, for to, oh, be, the beauty's in the eye of the Beholder. Oh, it's, it's like it when you be, say to me. It's like, it's like when you say, Hold on, time out. It's like when you say to me, baby, you're so beautiful to me. That's why I'm I never like, say oh. that anymore. I don't say that anymore because I you can't take it anyway but the bad one. So. Uh -huh. <laughs> Deanna, I think people did used to bathe in strange things like blood and milk and, you know, killed babies in order to do that. And in order I, bet, I bet a warm bloodbath would feel really good. No, I think that would feel really bad. And I cannot believe I'm married to someone who just said that. If it was a dark room and you wouldn't didn't know what you were getting into, yeah. it was nice Dude, that's and That's a warm. horror novel. That is a horror novel. <laughs> no, you're never supposed to find out. It's not like somebody turns on the light to scare you. <laughs> I don't even know right now. <laughs> but that is a good scene for a horror or anything. Oh, my gosh. It's, you thought it would feel good. It would. You're gonna start quoting things from Silence of the Lambs in a no, second, or doing a Biden and like leaning into the microphone. <laughs> I, I lean into the microphone all the time <laughs> and whisper. No, I don't do that. <laughs> I have I have the tiger in my head too, Fiona. Um, oh, it would be fiscus. Ew, that's a good pun. Um, Liz said, think of the smell. Exactly. And Fiona said, and then it would congeal as it cooled. Sean, a bloodbath is not a good idea. Yeah. He so if you, right. stay in, if you stay in there too long, then you're like in a big block of red jello. <laughs> and you're stuck in the bathtub. Oh, my gosh. I'm so terrified right now. <laughs> We should probably go. I know. Do you want to say um, goodbye? Before, you, before you get any worse. I know. I'm terrified. Oh, my gosh. In the divorce proceedings, I can just bring in this podcast tape. And I'll be like, your honor. 
<laughs> this was when I realized who I married. <laughs> uh, too late. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> for, for listening to our babble tonight. Hopefully you had a good time. D. Harris, I think you might have decided not to go bowling, so you better do it next time. We hope you go Get bowling. out there and socialize. Anyways. Thank you, everybody. Thank, thank you, you so much. We love you, you and your commentary. Thank you so much for supporting us and hanging out with us. And yeah, just it's awesome. Being here, it made our Friday again. And we appreciate how smart you all are. <laughs> oh, I think Dee's there at the bowling alley, but she's the first one there. Oh, no. That's Dee, right. we hope you rack it up. I hope the spirit of my mom comes and gives you magical bowling prowess. <laughs> Me <possible>. too. <laughs> All right. So we appreciate you all. Thank you so much. And have Bye. a great weekend. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for Oops, sorry. That's the outro and I failed to do it. I'm going to try again. Thank you for listening to Loving the Strange. Please be sure to like and subscribe. And remember, embrace the strange. New episodes every Saturday, live streaming Fridays. Go get your strange on, friends. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>